Welcome to episode 18 of Hopped On Sports. Today we're going to discuss more NBA drama, a little of MLB All-Star Weekend, and much, much more. A little beer talk too. You want to talk a little more beer this episode? I, I think so. I, yeah. think, I think we've got a lot to discuss. Yeah. So this week's episode is brought to you by... Nobody but Preston and I. <laughs> so, Preston, what are you drinking today? Hey, uh, today I'm drinking Cabin Boys um, Kolsch. It's a uh, Castelline Kolsch. Uh, this is really good. It, it, it's like a German, um, how they pronounce it, a West German style ale is how they, and this is the perfect description of how this beer tastes. Uh, it says a splash of like biscuit, and uh, which you really do get a full like taste of uh like biscuit, biscuit. i mean bread like actual it, bread. it's like just with the german part and everything i mean it really does um so it'd go good in, with the pretzel strong yeah absolutely I, I would say so gotcha uh but it's checking in at 4.8 percent real smooth got the big uh 19.2 can today yeah. so it's gonna be a good show Right. <laughs> what are you drinking over there? Um, I'm drinking the Odell Odell Brewing 90 Shilling Ale. Um, it's an amber ale. They brew it year round. 5.3% alcohol by volume. Um, 32 IBUs, so it's very smooth. This is one I've had before, but I haven't had it on the podcast. Um, I had it at McNally's downtown, and I thought, wow, that's really good. So I wanted to get one to drink on the podcast. Um, kind of interesting how they came up with the name of the company, the 90 shilling actually came from a tax um, that is a Scottish tax that they were putting on basically luxury beers, nice beers. Hmm. Um, so it was a 90, 90 shilling tax, and they say that this beer is worth every shilling. So oh, that's, that's so cl- far, so very good. Um, very smooth. It's got a sweet smell, which is interesting. Um, but now, it's... Odell, they're at a what? Fort Collins. Fort Collins, right? Colorado. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. that's what I thought. So, um, yeah, no, that's a good beer. I, like you said, you, you reminded me that we did have that that one time at McNelly's, and I believe it. Uh, it, it it's solid for sure. Yeah. It goes worth uh, every shilling. It goes real good by itself, like I'm having now on an empty stomach. But I can definitely attest that it goes very well with chips and queso. <laughs> so shocker. So you when you're uh, when you're wanting to go out and have a beer at a brewery what is it that you look for um for the brewery to go to do you go for the atmosphere do you go for the beer taste i was gonna say it really depends on what's going on what what i'm in the mood for if it's something i'm going out and just need to have a need to have a drink something like that i'm probably going for quality uh you know going to a place that i know i'm you know i'm in the mood for an ipa i mean i might be going to like american slayer um, you know, something hazy, things like that. They've got a, a lot of a lot of funky stuff there. Uh, which, speaking of, I believe we've mentioned it on the podcast before, but the the building they're building um, right now is absolutely crazy. Their new brewery, over on Utica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. It's a very very good size brewery, and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to going there. Isn't there so. going to be like a winery right beside it too? Or there's like there's two types of businesses going to be right there, aren't there? I, I I don't know the second one. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll have to drive over there. Yeah, later we'll have to see. see because speaking of like like we were saying, Cabin Boys. That's who I'm having. I didn't mention they are a local uh, brewery here in Tulsa, 
and uh, they're right next door to right. American Slayer. Right? right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. There, it seems almost like they're going to try to turn that into like a little beer well, district. It really is. I mean, you think of it now um, as kind of like a like brewery row right there because uh, you've got Marshalls, you've got um, uh, Cabin Boys, you've got what will be American Slayer. Down, down a little bit. You have nothing's left brewery. Right. Um, so and, there's and a there's good another... selection there. And then across the street from where Marshall or Cabin Boys and where Marshalls used to be, there's a uh, cider place. Um, and I cannot remember the name of that. Uh, but it's really cool. Uh, we, we need to check it out because they have a distillery as well where they have all Oklahoma uh, made liquor and things yeah. like that where they make. And no, I, I haven't been there, so I didn't know yeah. that. But the cider place is really good too. It, it's it's they got two different places connected. I they're owned by the same people, but um, two different yeah. entities in a way. We went to what was the name of the bar we went to the other day to play ping pong? Oh, um, was that, the, that Tolson, the Tolson? The okay. Tolson, yeah. Yeah, that place was cool. They had a nice table. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, typically when I'm going to look for a drink, um, it depends. Like, did you have a long stressful day at work? Right. Um, if that's the case, I, I don't always necessarily care. A lot of times I just want to go home. I don't necessarily <laughs> want to go get a beer, but, um, somewhere downtown is typically yeah. where I start. And then am I hungry? If I'm hungry, there's a good chance I'm probably going to McNally's or Elgin park. Um, both kind of sports style. Well, at McNally's is more of a pub. Elgin Park has TVs everywhere where you're going to be able to see games. They're more your sports bar. Right. They're like a sports bar, but they brew their beer. Um, They have Elgin Park beer. They have, what, like eight of them now? Yeah. And they're pretty good. Um, But if I am in the mood just to have a good beer, like we've talked about, I just go to Prairie. Um, If I, like, want to be outside, typically I'll go to Welltown, even though they do have good beer. Yeah. I mean, like, last night... um, we were going out with some friends and things like that and they were all wanting to go to Welltown because the environment every you know it was a nice night outside yeah. things like that and I mean we get there and of course they've, they've got a big outdoor patio and I mean just it's absolutely packed there's people everywhere right. got music playing it's just a fun environment now that's not a place I'd always want to go to do yeah. uh, you know to, I love Welltown definitely my favorite place but um you know, I, you got to kind of be in a, maybe a mood for that. Now, yeah. then again, they have two stories plus the outdoor patio. There was plenty of, if you didn't want to be around that, you could literally sit on the first floor. Sure. Not a bunch of people there, and it's just a nice, easy, fun environment. Which so. is one of the things I typically look for. Um, mm-hmm. When I'm hungry, I understand that I'm probably going to be around noise. But, you know, Friday night, I want to go out and have a drink, wind down. I don't want to be where the music's pumping. Um, maybe not in, at least until later in the night, but... Yeah, so that's typically what I do. Um, I was just curious if you kind of went more for taste or uh, Yeah, I mean, it, it really does just depend on, because I, I, mean, I could really go to any of them, but I pick and choose just kind of what, what I'm feeling. Like Marshall's, their new um, right. tap room, you know, that's been open a little over a year. It's just, it's really nice, and it's a nice place to just go sit down at one of their nice uh, tables and just kind of sit there and conversate, you yeah. know. Conversate? Um, is that a word? I believe so. I don't think it is. Let's see. Converse. 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 Conversate. I think that's one of those, uh, let's see, engaging conversation. It there is a word. Go. So I guess I've just always <laughs> used converse. I wonder if that's a word now. <laughs> <laughs> I 
but no, that they're just a gr- great place. And then, man, they have so many beers on tap all, at all times at Marshall's. I really enjoy that. You know, a lot of a uh, lot of variety. And uh, now, of course, they've got an outdoor area. Beautiful time of year to be sitting out there yeah. in their beer garden. Well, I thought for a second I got scared because I typed in Converse, and all that came up was Converse, Converse. shoes. So I had to type in Converse definition, and sure enough, I was okay. right. They're both words. There but, you go. Um, anyway, so yesterday we went out and uh, hit some golf balls. This morning, Preston had a scramble. How'd that go? Uh, it actually went really well. Um, we, we played well, not, not enough to get the job done. However, I am now um, podcasting injured. Uh, <laughs> tweaked my back. Tweaked your back. Yeah, oh, uh, you know, it's what happens when you're hitting bombs all day. You know, it, it's a it's a dangerous game. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, it was a beautiful day. Absolutely, uh, I, I would like to give a shout out to Bailey Ranch Golf Course out in Owasso. They uh, they've got that course in such good shape that I was absolutely blown away. Um, I used to live out there in Owasso, so I, I'd play that course quite a bit, and I've never seen it in that quite yeah. good of shape. It was, it really was something remarkable. Well, so. and so last night we went to Broken Arrow Golf and Athletic to hit balls, um, and I've been a member out there before. And yesterday, that course seemed like it was in very good shape. But we've had so much rain the last say, couple months <laughs> that every course basically, should be basically, in good shape. yeah. If you take care of your golf course in Oklahoma, you should have a pretty nice course right now because right. of all the all the rain. Yeah. But. So. Um, <laughs> Some news that don't necessarily want is it, is to it talk time? about. Do we have to? Yeah, because I, th- I think we were trying to beat around the bush to. <laughs> yeah, today we're to just going to discuss it. Beer and small talk, but um, all right, I'm big, ready. I'm big ready. news moving in in the NBA. Something that we talked about last episode. Um, it did happen. Um, I, I noticed I was lucky because I went back and listened just to hear what I said. Typically, I don't do that, but. I had said that if the Thunder traded Russell Westbrook for Paul or for uh, for Blake Griffin, I would be done. That the NBA would no longer be mine. Um, I would not be watching. And I also said that if the Thunder traded uh, Russell Westbrook for Chris Paul, I said no, not okay. I don't want Chris Paul at the Thunder. Um, unfortunately, Saturday we had a rude rude awakening as thunder fans and yes this is a sports channel we talk we try to talk everything thunder's a little closer to home um this pretty much nationwide for nba fans is big news because now you've got russell westbrook teaming back up with james harden which to me seems to verify my point that russell westbrook has not been the problem james harden did not leave because of russell westbrook oh no and well, this he was is trading. proving it yeah right I mean, I, mean, he, I, I understand that. What I thought was really cool was he came out and said like he was really sad when he left Oklahoma City. Well, yeah, did you that, see some videos? Ever, that were everyone out? knew how special of a core that was with those guys and that team, and for it to have broken up because you know they knew oh. they weren't going to eventually be able to afford Harden or Ibaka, right. and they they took the gamble and kept Ibaka. Yeah, which, what a smart choice. Yeah, that really worked out. Just shows um, Sam Presti at his best. So. Yeah, I mean this, like it was just really weird because we, like we've talked about on the last couple of podcasts, we knew that this could be coming. That Russell Westbrook, it just didn't make sense for him to stay with a rebuilding team. But once it actually happened, 
and I got that breaking news, and I, I looked down at my my watch, and I, breaking news, Thunder trade Russell Westbrook to right. the Rockets. I mean, it really hit, and you're just like, wow, it really is over. Like right. this chapter of Thunder basketball, where you had the big three uh, of Harden, yeah, uh, Westbrook, Durant, then you know Harden leaves, then Durant leaves, well Baca, Durant. All the guys certainly, da, 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 da. and then we you add guys, George, and all that, and now it's finally they're all gone. Right, and now we've got Roberson and uh, Adams though. <laughs> oh, that's they'll that, get rid of that, anything that's a lot but Roberson. Yeah. They will not get rid of him, but which I'm fine with because I like him. But come on, how long is he going to be hurt? We don't know. You no, don't it's know. Ridiculous. Um, yeah. Um, no. Overall, though, like I said, I kind of let myself down easy because I already knew it was coming. But it is sad, yeah, because that those. Especially Westbrook, he's done so much for the community. He's he's been the loyal guy and all that. And you know, it just it was that time. You know, and we had to make the cut. And uh, Thunder have about fifty picks now. And yeah, you know, well, here's the thing though. I mean, you talk about let's rebuild. Let's rebuild. Why don't you just start with the guys you have? I understand there's finances and, and details that we might not understand as fans. Um, you've got Russell Westbrook. I don't. I don't know that there's much of a better point guard to rebuild a team around than Russell Westbrook. Um, it's it's it definitely ain't Chris Paul. Um, Steph Curry. I respect that guy with the burning passion. I mean, seriously, he is such a good player. Um, he has advantages over Westbrook, but it'd be foolish to say that Westbrook doesn't have advantages over him. Oh yeah, um, I mean there are some point just, guards. They play in the two different games, you right? Know? Right. I mean, I mean Westbrook, he's a shoot like he can shoot, but he's not a shooter. No. Right. No. Curry obviously is, but he's also Greatest proven to be time, good yeah. at. Uh, yeah, exactly. So you're not getting Curry. You're not. You're not getting a better point guard than Russell Westbrook is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. So how you're rebuilding, um, but you're starting at, at a bad point. Like you, you get Chris Paul. Um, yes, he's he is a good player, but he's towards the end. Um, Paul George gone. My opinion, the best, the strongest duo. You've got Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. You've got LeBron James. With um, Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis, you've got uh, Russell Westbrook and um, James Harden, but then you've got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and in my opinion, that's the strongest duo right now. Yeah, because I, they're I agree. they're probably the two top two. They're probably Defenders. both well. In my opinion, they're two of the top three two-way players in the league. I think yeah. that Clay Thompson is probably right a there. third. Yeah. Um, there are a couple other good ones. But when you look at it and you say, who's the best duo, I have a tough time saying there's a better duo right now that's capable of carrying a team into the playoffs than Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi just showed what he can do. Now, he did have some guys to play with. Um, LeBron has done it in the past with – you know, similar to like a duo situation, him and Kyrie um, have done a lot of work together. Mm-hmm. But um, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, I don't see it. I, I, they're both so incredible. They're Hall of Famers. Um, I, I don't see how a matchup. Let's just say it was two on two, and I, I understand that's a stretch. But if LeBron James and Anthony Davis play two on two with Paul George and uh, and Kawhi Leonard. It's going to be a toss-up. You don't know who's going to win. You put them on the team. You put people around them. LeBron James and Anthony Davis, they play a similar game. 
just like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard do. Um, but I think when you surround them with other people, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are going to have a better opportunity to lead a team to victory. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned, obviously, Thunder getting Chris Paul, and you're like, well, that doesn't make sense. You you trade one veteran point guard for another, and how are you going to do that? I don't think Chris Paul ever takes the floor with the Oklahoma City Thunder. I hope not. And, I think it's and not because more, I don't like the guy. I mean, he's he was – he was uh, the point guard for well, the He started Thunder, his career right. with Oklahoma yeah, City. Yeah, sure. Because well, when I mean, of course, uh, New Orleans um, Hornets is what they were. But people forget they didn't have a place to play because yeah. of Hurricane, Hurricane Katrina. And so they played in Oklahoma City. Yeah. So, I mean, Chris Paul's already talked about how much he enjoyed Oklahoma. And Here's it was qu- such a, a great second home for him and things like that. The question is, is if Chris Paul stays to play, is there going to be a certain resentment towards him as being the one that took Westbrook away? Are people going to get over that? Like, if he comes yeah. in and is playing well and he's doing well, I don't think people care. If he comes in and is doing bad, he's going to be probably the least liked person in the history of Oklahoma, not just sports. because More than Durant? Um, yeah, good call. Him and Durant and Sam Presti and Chris Paul would come in at a solid third because – even though Paul, in my opinion, he, he doesn't have much of the decision power to, oh, let's make this happen. It oh, just no, happens, yeah. and you're part of the trade. And, um, you know, if it weren't for Chris Paul, here's here's a outlook that I'm gaining as I'm talking about this. If it were not for Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook might have never been a thing in Oklahoma because Chris Paul came here, people went out, and they supported Chris Paul. Oh, they yeah. supported Chris Paul's team with the uh, New Orleans Pelicans um, yeah. and Hornets uh, yeah. after after the hurricane hit down in Louisiana, right? Yep. And uh, yep. so our yep. mayor in really Oklahoma cool. City, you know, he brought them in. We yeah. showed that we could support a team. Yeah. They had a decent right. team. We that's were good, selling that's out good games. Point. Chris Paul talked about, he goes, um, the preseason games and things like that going into the season, he goes, it was packed. People were loud and everything. He goes, I've never been around a fan base like that like right. he does talked about how impressive of a fan base because we'd never had it before you know it was like we, we had a borrowed team and once they were able to go back to new orleans you know we had that that taste of blood we're like oh yeah. we gotta have a team gotta have a team and they're able to get the thunder here and you know i'm just worried man i'll, I'll tell you what it, it sounds crazy but i i truly do believe it oklahoma being a smaller market and having the the problems they're about to have, we have no idea, man. We, we've been very spoiled with the oh, Thunder. Oh yeah, from you day know, one. Not just yeah. the not just the caliber of players, but success. I mean, even though you know we're getting bounced first round the last couple of years in the playoffs, um, we you, we've just had it so good for so long. You know, yeah. being competitive, man, it is about to be rough. It is about to be ugly. Oh yeah. I mean, that's what a rebuild Until is. Twenty twenty four, right? I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, it's foolish. It's dumb. I'm not the owner of the team, so it's hard. I mean, the governor of the team, so it's hard for me to understand the path that they're trying to go down. Um, I, but as a Thunder fan, I could say this: anything can happen, and anything will happen. And loyalty does not seem to be a thing with yeah. contracts like you've talked about. Well, um, I so, just worry, man. I just worry that all of a sudden people aren't going to the games because the t- the product's bad. It, and all of a sudden, you find yourself in a position where it's like Oklahoma can't support the team anymore because the Oklahomans aren't going to the games. Yeah, 
I mean, here's the thing. If they're not winning, it will be interesting to see what happens. Because when they weren't winning, people were still going, but Westbrook was still on the team. Yeah. Um, you know, so literally, it was like the Oklahoma City Westbrooks. Mm-hmm. Like, he was yeah, the three, face of the three organization. Three years ago, that's exactly what it was. Um, and, no, I mean, even last year and two years ago. Well, I mean, you had the sidekick with George and had the whole thing with Melo. Right, and, and a lot of people would, well, Melo never overshadowed um uh, Paul George or not Russell overshadowed, Westbrook. but you it was the big three, you know, right? And but all what that. I'm saying was, is, when people thought Oklahoma City Thunder, Westbrook is the guy that comes to their mind, especially once Durant was gone. Yeah, um, people gained even more of a respect for Westbrook because he stayed and he stuck it out. Which man, it's so crazy because um, if Presty was able to do things right, I have a really hard time thinking that Westbrook would leave. I have a, I have really really have a hard time thinking that. Now I'll, I want your opinion on something. So you may or may not get it. <laughs> there was a there was a good column in the uh, in the Oklahoma the other day about loyalty and how the Thunder does or owed Westbrook that loyalty of making sure he went to a a team that he wanted to go to and all that. Like sure. What what's your what's your take on that? Do you you think that's a good? You think the Thunder owed him that? Um. I think that without Westbrook, the Thunder would not be where we are. I mean, here's that statement is not very powerful right now because the Thunder are in a bad spot, in my opinion. Um, Westbrook, possibly one of the strongest faces in the history of our state. Now, we're not like California. We're not like Texas. We don't have as many faces coming in and out. Um it, there's been some quarterbacks that have come through the OU football program, but for Westbrook to come here from Los Angeles, build the team. Really, he came here from Seattle, but you know, being born in Los Angeles, come to boring point being, you grow up in Los Angeles, you see how fun it is, you see how much there is to do. You go to Oklahoma City, and there's really not much. I mean, there's not much to do. Um, so for him to come here and be as loyal as he was, he had a kid, he started raising his family. Um, really be in the face of the Thunder, uh, building the franchise, working with Presty, telling him who he wants to play with. Uh, I think that if I were the owner, I would do everything I could to make sure he did not leave. Right. Um, I would have I, – I, if I were Sam Presty, I would have been talking, hey, if Paul George goes, what's the situation with you? Which I'm sure it happened. And Westbrook might have been like, if he goes, I'm going. Um, because I'm not going to do this one-man show again Uh, because that's what it was before Paul George came, really. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I don't know. Um, I don't know that Sam Presti has enough uh, respect in his body to know if he needs to respect that or not. Um, I definitely would, but I don't know. That's a tough question because it's a business. Well, okay, so that's that's my take. So – I love Westbrook. I'm so thankful for what he's done for the organization, the community, everything. His number is going to be retired. Not going to, you know, no one will ever wear number zero again for the Thunder. But it is a business. And the Thunder have to do what's best for the Oklahoma City Thunder, not for Westbrook. Their loyalty in sports is just, it's not a thing, man. It's not. It's, it is a business. Like, you need to do as much as you can for those guys. Uh, I mean, we see these these great players hang on too long, and the team 
you know, does whatever they can to make sure that, you know, he goes off the right way, which is fine. But at the end of the day, it is a business. You got to do what's best for the organization. And if that meant trading him to the Suns to get picks, whatever, I'm sorry, Westbrook. You have a, you had a choice to stay. If you want to stay, stay. If you don't, I'm sorry. We're sending you to the Suns. Right, but the other the inverse of that is that if he's working with Presty and says, "Hey, I want to go here," and it works out, if well, it works great, out, great, great, yeah. But even if it doesn't work out, Presty probably has a little bit of upper hand on him, knowing that Westbrook likes Oklahoma. He likes the Thunder. He is the money maker here. So if you don't go somewhere where you're going to be a powerhouse, you probably don't want to leave. He doesn't want to go into a rebuilding organization. Right. You know, Westbrook doesn't want to go play at a junkie team. Oh, no, and I understand that. I mean, he's at the point where he wants to win titles. Right. He wants to be, you know, in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. The Rockets but, need that extra piece, too. But now, okay, so now you trade Westbrook to a team in the West, might I might I add. Yeah. Okay, so now you're going to have to face him. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, What do you, you tra- think the ticket prices are going to be the first time Houston comes to Oklahoma? Eesh. Well, it depends. You might have. No, it'll, it'll, it'll be it'll, it'll be, be packed. High. Yeah. yeah. It's going to sell out. No, be, He'll get a standing right. ovation, yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah, and he deserves it. And there's no, He didn't do anything wrong, per se. No. Um, he had a good going. I mean, you know, every, Instagram, yeah, Facebook, social media. I just, I'm telling you, man, like, these picks, they're the the Thunder organization are rolling the dice with all these picks, thinking this is going to be what's going to save us. But they got to remember that we're getting these late first round picks, and right. I'm just I, I'm not convinced that this is the way to go. So. Right. And then you watch the draft and you see these guys going twentieth, twenty fourth, and you're like, I've never I watch college basketball. I've never even seen this guy. Yeah. You know, of course, if you're devoted to college basketball, you'll know the players. Um, but yeah, a 20th pick in the first round, like you see first pick busts on occasion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't think Zion's going to be that, but the, the, the Thunder aren't trading for first pick. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. So, you're not getting a lottery pick. Right. You're, you're not getting these guys who are instantly going to come in and be, you know, game changers per se. You might have to take years to develop them. You, right. you know, you got to do this, you got to do that. I, I'm just, I'm, I don't know what to think about where that the way the organization is going, but the NBA is crazy, and this is where we're at now because everyone wants to hop teams and you know go play with their buds and try to win. And, and it, if the the own if the owners and uh, uh, commissioners going to allow that to happen, governors governors uh, are going to allow it to happen, then well, th- th- it is what it is. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just rattled because I'm just upset. But, um, Oh, my gosh. Oh, I did not see this. Um, yeah, we can pretty much – are we done talking about the NBA now? Yeah, I, mean, I was just going to say, with this move, do you think – where do you rank Houston in the West? Mm-hmm. Number two, right behind so? the Clippers. Do so you think Clippers, Houston? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that – that's going to be a fun matchup to watch. Now, I, I do want to point this out because... I, I'm putting the Lakers third, and everybody's calling me crazy. I don't think the Lakers are going to make the Western Conference Finals. They might get eliminated round one, depending on who they have to play. Wow, that's a hot take. But I think they will make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, you got Anthony yeah. Davis and LeBron. Oh, you, well, you better. you got a squad. You like, better, yeah. yeah. You need... And, and they've got other players, so... Yeah. Um, um, I think they're doing some good things. I, I saw... Um, well, of course, we talked about... Uh, Boogie 
going to the Lakers. He talked about how basically they kidnapped him and made him join. Like, you didn't yeah. have an option, which I thought was interesting. But what's crazy, man, I, I saw a, a way too early, you know, standings or power rankings, whatever you want to say, the NBA. And there they are. Like, you got the Warriors at like five or six or something like that. It's like, that's going to take some time to get used to because people are saying, oh, well, now the Warriors have to rebuild and all that. They they still got the big three, you know, they're – Draymond, Steph, and um, Clay, but man, you're how crazy is that to think that maybe they're not going to be that powerhouse team anymore? Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, we'll see. You know, there's a lot of time in between. The, the summer league really won't ever tell us anything. Um, sometimes it'll speak to what the bench players have the potential to do. But um, Cur- Curry said he was uh, excited for like the challenge of the rebuild and all yeah. that. Yeah. Well, like, and he's going to have to face a challenge. He's losing his uh second, third best player. He actually Durant's probably the strongest player on the team. Oh, 100%. But, yeah. Um uh I think that Curry's the more important player if that doesn't sound too crazy. Having a good point guard is so important in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um Well, I mean, he's proved it. Yeah. I right. mean, absolutely. But so Matt Colin actually retiring from the Penguins, the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's been playing with them forever. He's been in league forever. I just saw that update happen two days ago. Oh, man, probably 15, uh, 20 maybe. I don't know. I'm not good with numbers and stats like that. Some people are. It's crazy how many people are, like, not mathematicians, but they just hear stats and numbers, and they just remember it. Because I know I was reading earlier this year about how long he had been with the uh with the penguins and uh i don't know i'm not good with that so anyways he's gone that sucks he was one of my favorite players for them um golly that sucks can i so let me uh, ask you did you did you end up watching the home run derby oh man that was awesome that (laughs) awesome i think is probably maybe maybe not the best word um, what would be the best word to describe that if you had to describe it in yeah, one word? It was uh, electrifying. Electrifying. Yeah. Okay. I was. I say it was booming. Okay. That's what, <laughs> no, I'll be, I'm kidding. I so, mean, crazy, <laughs> crazy. I mean, I was, I was, uh, what you know, live, what is it, live tweeting, watching, oh, okay. uh, and stuff during it, and I mean, Twitter was going crazy, man. You got Vladimir Guerrero, just absolutely effortless home runs, just hitting bombs. Um, uh, Acuna was very impressed. You got you know the young talent from the a or from the uh, Braves. He was hitting opposite home runs like it was nothing. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And then of course, but I, I could have told you this. I, I I can't remember if I texted you this or not. If I or if I just was talking to the wife about it. But after Vlad's big back was back to back twenty nine yeah. uh, home runs, I was like, he's not gonna win. This is how it works, man. You get these guys, these everyone who everyone wants to win, who who's has a crazy round. They never end up winning. It's, yeah. it's just like uh, Josh Hamilton. Um, well, it was back all, in two thousand eight. Right, I remember that Yankee Stadium hit. I think it was um, like three five hundred foot home runs. Oh, one was, was absolutely him. ridiculous. Just, I mean, it was um, that was that was one of the funnest. This that's probably one or two right there for yeah, me in home I run derby. I think that this one probably tops that one. Well, just because we had until, a race until I mean, this year, that, that was the best. That second round was absolutely electrifying, yeah. and uh, man, it was it was so great. Uh, 
Jock Peterson, I, I got to give it up to him because I did not think he had it in him to try right. to make it a, a competition. Well, who, the first one he beat was uh, Bregman, right? Yeah. Okay. Which Bregman, it was funny. Bregman, after it was all over, was saying that he doesn't think he's going to do the home run derby again because he, he's not really built for that. Yeah. He's a great, he's a great, great hitter. hitter and eventually going to be right there and being the face of baseball. But he is not the long home run hitter. Yeah. He hits more line drives. I mean, he's more of a guy you just want to get on base, you know? Yeah. But it was, man, it was it was so cool to see them go into that second overtime, that third overtime. Did they was, go Did they go three or did they go four overtimes? I think, I think they, they tied were. three, and then they, they did yeah. the last swing off. Yeah. And, and uh, Guerrero, Guerrero hit, hit two one. and Jock hit one. No. No, because... Guerrero didn't win. Oh no! Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. No, no, but no. That was that wasn't for the championship. That was to advance. That was just the second round. Oh, That's where you got I'm me. sorry. You were talking about Peterson. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, then, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I was gonna say it's funny. We haven't even mentioned right. the winner's name, right. Pete Alonzo. Alonzo. Yeah. Who they they get to the uh you know to the finals. Well, it's crazy. I mean, Guerrero ends up hitting 40 home runs, and Peterson is 39. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, which. For Alonzo, Alonzo's sitting there watching going, oh, yeah, well, wear him out. What's funny is he's not even watching. He's down in the freaking yeah. uh, dugout or down in, a, under, in the tunnel, you know, getting ready, hitting hitting some balls, trying to stay loose and whatnot. He took like, that so serious. It's like two hours later. Which is, which is funny. So I will never, never dog a competitor for, you know, being serious and wanting to win something. <laughs> but it's the home run. But derby. it was also like, bro, get there, experience it. Like, don't. I don't yeah. know. It was a little much for me, but at the same time, like I said, I'm not going to dog him for that because he ends but up winning. I mean, he ends up being the guy the to do it. The other thing is uh, Guerrero watching Peterson hit. He sees him hit that home run to send it into the second and third overtime. He's like, you can see it on his face like, seriously? Yeah. Like a million dollars, A million dollars, you know? That's just so funny. So, I mean, I'm sure you saw this. Uh I probably did. I haven't Pete, spent a lot of time on social media. Pete lately. Alonso and Vladimir Guerrero—they're both rookies. Yeah. So they're making the rookie salaries. Right. You know how much you're making this year? Oh, way more than a million. They're making five hundred fifty-five thousand dollars no, this year. No, but it, it doesn't equate to that though. I understand no, their salaries, no, but that's the their, signing bonuses are stupid. No, no, sign signing bonus is completely different. They got signed years ago. Right. So that they, that money is—I mean, that's already in the bank. But this year, their contract—they're making fifty. Five hundred fifty-five thousand. They would have, they would have almost doubled their salary had they won right. that home run derby. And that's which, what I was talking about with the guys I was watching it with. Yeah. I was saying a million dollars to these guys as rookies is huge money. Yeah, I mean it's it's nice money. I mean that's but obviously don't get it was me wrong. cool. Alonzo was donating ten uh, percent right. of it to uh, military right. f- foundations and things like that. Um, but man, it, it was great, and it was great for the game of baseball because you know these things. The timer is just the best thing to have happen to the yeah. All-Star yeah, break it because it has just helped so much because everyone was talking about the home run derby. We could not believe how many home runs were going out, which was that a little crazy to you? Was Do you like more home runs? I mean, obviously it's a home run derby. I, I don't but, care if they're hit. I mean, it's fun if you get to see them hit longer, but um, I, I feel like the timer should probably be three minutes. Maybe yeah. three and a half. So it's pe- four, isn't it? Yeah. So people forget. Yeah. People forget it was five. Oh, that's and then, way too long. And then they 
put it down to four. Yeah, I think they need to drop it again um, and maybe add more players. Add a couple more players, drop it down. You could get you can get the picture done in two and a half minutes. However, there were a couple batters who didn't get hot until that three and yeah. a half minute mark. Yeah, I mean, and then it they took, went yeah, off. It took time. It, it's crazy how many swings you can get off in four minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, but, yeah, my opinion, get to that four and a half, and you're like, it, it it works. Four and a half minutes works well, especially since they have that built-in uh, 30, timeout. 30 if seconds, they didn't yeah. have that, four and a half would be way too long because the guys just get gassed. But um, that was that was awesome. I'll, I'll watch next year because they rotate the players. Um, surely Vlad will be in it again next year after the hype he had this year. You would think he'd want to be. You yeah. never know. So. Um, what about the All-Star game? Did you watch any of that? I did not. I was actually over recording another podcast that night, and we had the TV turned off, focused on the material we were talking about. So, um, I, I watched a little bit. I, um, I saw all the strikeouts. I saw a lot of the highlights. And yeah. I watched a little bit, don't get me wrong, but um, a lot of strikeouts. It, it There was a lot. Um, it, it is kind of funny because, like, you know, the all-star game, it was, it meant a lot, and a lot of people didn't like it because it meant home field advantage. Right. Well, well then they take that away, so now it's meaning nothing yeah. again. It's still better than the NFL's all-star game. Oh, well, I dude, mean, I can't, which, no one can, you can't even watch dude, that. It's, it's so, so, it's unwatchable. so bad. I don't it's, even know why they do it. It's such a bad know. look for yeah. them. They, they, you know, they, they want to go to, um, I can't remember where they were this past year, but you know, for a while they're doing the Hawaii thing and all that. It was nice right. for the players to get away and right. do it all there. But yeah, it, it's just un, unbearable. The the what about the NBA All Star game? Do you watch that? Oh yeah, that one's fun. I mean, it's fun. Now, lot, two years zero ago, defense played. So well, but two years ago the game was close. Well, Came down to the wire, so and the guys started playing. playing. And, as I say, the last five minutes of the game or so, they they kind of start playing serious yeah. and trying to win. Um, so I, I can watch that. And then the MLB, I, I, I like it. I think it's good. I mean, it's cool to see all the young talent. You're like, these guys are going to, you know, be the, may, might be the face of baseball one day, this guy, you know, rising stars kind of thing. Uh, so, and then you get to see, um, like CC Sabathia got honored in the, uh, ninth inning. He, no, he's that guy. He's the player for the. He's the best player on the Yankees, right? Well, he's he's the pitcher. Uh, I know who the he retiring is. pitcher. I know who uh, he is. You know, he, he's not. He wasn't even actually an All Star this year, but they they selected him as like an honoree kind of thing to bring him to to honor him. So it was kind of a cool move by Alex Cora to send him out there to talk to Chapman while he was absolutely shutting down the ninth inning to uh, lock down a win for the AL, uh, which marks like seven in a row or something for the al which is kind of crazy um but man yeah i i I just think they could do a little something different for the al i do like did you see the mic up deal that the mic and yeah well you didn't see well no i saw the highlights he was at bat i mean it was cool watching him talk to the pitcher yeah you know you don't hear the pitcher but he uh he's chatting with the pitcher pitcher says he should have swung at it yeah you know he struck him out he watched it but um they had a guy in right field uh, with the mic just talking while you know it's just those little things that's right. what baseball's got to do man yeah, is to keep people exciting you know really get people involved and uh interested in what's going on on the field so i thought that was cool but overall i think it was a good uh all-star break um so second half is kick, kicked off now and 
it's going to be an exciting finish, I think. All the divisions are... Uh, you either kind of know one or two teams that might come out of it, or you might be in the NL Central and could be in last place and you're only four games back, you know. So yeah. it's it's going to be an exciting second half. I, we really look forward to watching that and seeing how that unfolds. But overall, I think we're going to have an exciting end of the year. So should be good. Um, have you watched any of the tennis? Very, very little, but I have kind of – I heard a couple really cool interviews um, with players. I, I thought it was really interesting because they're trying to break it down. So I guess the older guys, your Federer and uh, um, Andy Reddick, right? What's his name? Roddick. What is it? I don't know. Help me out here. That. Help me out. What's his name? Who Who are you talking about? I'm sorry. I was. I was. Hey, uh, dazed. You can't just laugh and not know who I'm well, talking about. Okay. Anyway, here, let me do this. Let's let just me say Google this. Andy Reddick. Let okay. me Google Andy Reddick. Okay. My point was what Andy Roddick. It? it is Roddick. Okay. Uh, point was the veterans are, I guess, showing up the young guys. Is that, is that what you've seen so far? Oh, yeah. I mean, because they're, they're I, I've heard, I heard a stat, it was something ridiculous like, a certain age group and below had only won like one set during the the women really? so far. So yeah, like that. So um, Djokovic and Federer are going to play tomorrow. Djokovic at 8 is one of the guys I was trying to think. Right, of. that's um, what I figured. So uh, um, Djokovic, Federer tomorrow. Yeah, one and two seed. They're both so freaking good at tennis. It's stupid. I mean, year Djokovic, in year out, I mean, you're looking going. Yeah. Djokovic probably going to be in the hunt. Yeah, Federer is going to be in the hunt. Nadal's going to be in the hunt. There's a handful of guys that you always know. Always know it's going to yeah. be there. Absolutely. Um, but tomorrow, that's one you don't want to miss. Um, it's going to be fun. It, that's going to be one worth watching. You might even wake up for it, which once you, you won't. Once you, get, well, once you get to the championship, it's kind of one of the things. I, I, I might flip it on there just because yeah. it's kind of like Game 7s, man. I really like, don't care what it is. I'm going to watch it. I mean, it's going to be like Djokovic and Federer, and like it's, you and, and it's, I. And it's Wimbledon, so you're like, I kind of got to yeah. watch you know, the this championship. Is, this is like so. you and me playing. Every time we play ping pong is how often they play tennis together because they're always meeting <laughs> they're each always other in the finals. You know, yeah. They know each other really well. Which well, is, another, yeah, I mean... If it was, if it was like a Nadal, like I said, it literally comes down to like what surface they're playing on. If who's gonna win? <laughs> one guy dominates the other guy on you know one, and vice versa. Yeah. Oh wow. So I was actually before I came over here. Um, I don't have the tennis channel right now, which really sucks. But I was gonna watch the Williams match. She lost. Serena really? lost. Yeah. Wow. Um, six to two. Six to two. So she it wasn't even a contest. The other girl won 12, 12 games, wow. and she won four. Um, wow, and that was a uh, Williams is an 11 seed this year, but she's a seven. Um, so my gosh, is it the downfall? Does it start? Yeah, as I was say, that, that you can bring that up with any player in sports that you you've been dominant for years. Then all of a sudden they have a bad showing somewhere, and you're like, uh oh, yeah, is this it? Is this it? You know, um. Man, that's yeah. It sucks. It sucks seeing guy people get older and start to fall from grace. Yeah. It was like that with Dirk. I mean, man, Dirk was one of the most entertaining guys to watch—a seven footer who could shoot. Oh yeah. I mean, you're just like. But it was, then, I mean, it was his like body this, just this, started giving out. You're just like, this thing. guy's never gonna, you know, 
he's just gonna always gonna be dominant. He can always do his little right. step back shot. And the problem with Dirk, the main problem with Dirk, what happened is age obviously caught up with him. He's huge, right? He's a monster. Yeah. Um, people that size don't last as long as he did running, and you know their knees give out, their oh, hips, yeah. all kinds of yeah. crazy problems. But he, I mean, he lasted for a long time. Yeah. But then finally. Father time. Um, him trying to run up and down the court. He was the last person across the line. He's just slow. He yep. just got slow, but he could still shoot. He could still move um, with the ball. It just, he no, only it, had it so ju- much energy. It just energy. stinks, though, because these guys, you know, you, you put them on such a uh, yeah. such a high pedestal. I mean, if you've got to choose a shooting coach, though, I mean, <laughs> I can't think of a better person than Dirk he's, as no, a shooting he's, coach. He's very impressive, obviously. Other yeah. than Dirk's shooting coach, <laughs> <laughs> who he's worked with and has trained with since he came over here. I didn't know I that. Mean, it's That's, incredible. This guy, know. he brought him over from Germany, from what I understand. Wow. And uh, they've, I mean, that guy really has a lot of... Uh, Clearly. A lot of um, accolades for Dirk's success, or Dirk has to give him credit for a lot because he's the reason that he's so good at shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, pretty cool. But well, anyways, who's your pick tomorrow then? For oh, uh, probably Djokovic. Yeah, you're talking tennis again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say I would say Djokovic. I mean, who knows? But yeah, um, I'm, I'm I definitely go am not gonna pull for Federer because yeah. I never will. Um, but and typically I pull for the underdog. But since I know them both and I like Djokovic more than I like Federer, um, I'll I'll pull for the Joker. Um, yeah. I think I think uh, I think Federer will end up getting it done. She shows up on the biggest stages, and I mean, I think tomorrow, uh, you know, no different. Yeah, I mean, they're both beasts. So um, I would I would have a hard time ever putting money on it, somebody to beat the Joker. That's but true. It's been done. It happens. So. Um, Anyways, is there much uh, other stuff you'd like to talk about tonight? No, man. I mean, most of, most of the stuff, um, you know, we got the the open next week. Um, yeah. Very. I was very disappointed to see John Daly was uh, he, he was requested a uh, golf cart, oh, really? and, and it got denied. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, he, he's having real bad. I believe it. I believe it's a knee. I mean, come on, though, right? Yeah, well, is he I mean, gonna win the tournament? You know, know he's exactly. not gonna win the right. tournament. You like, know, but the, how, how could you imagine that they're like, okay, you get to use the golf cart, and then he comes out and he yeah. wins the tournament, and everybody's like, are you? Dude, are, is this a joke? Yeah, right. Of course he won. He had all the energy <laughs> in the world. Because um, if you guys haven't played golf before, um, and I can't, I've never had a caddy, so I don't know if it's easy or not. But you walk eighteen uh, holes. Lots with the heavy bag on your back, you're worn the heck out after four hours of playing in the yeah. sun. It wears you we'll out. Just walk, swing. If if I told you to go walk 18 holes right now yeah. and take swings, right, you're gonna be tired. I mean, I mean it, it just wears is, you it out. is what it is. I don't right. care if you have a bag or not. Yeah. So now you add the the point of pre- like pressure. I mean, these guys are under a tremendous amount and, of pressure. And then do it four days yeah. in a row. And then you do it four days in Plus a row. Practice. Plus all your practice, yeah. your you know practice rounds, all that. So. No, I mean. Now, don't get me wrong. I would much rather do that than train for basketball. Because yeah. um, and and we've done it. Preston and I have done it. We used to golf, golf. We used golf. to golf before school and after school, and then we would go bowling. Um, <laughs> so it's and yeah, the, we liked individual sports. I guess is what it boiled down well, to. And but, baseball. Um, yeah, baseball's okay. 
Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I, we'll get more into the open next week, but uh, that's obviously got me excited. We'll have to do a couple picks. We'll maybe make a bet or something. Where we need to, you know what we need to do? We need to have a hopped on sports table tennis tournament. Oh, okay. Maybe live, live, uh, video it and post it to the page. Maybe pick a charity, a charge ch- 50 bucks for everybody yeah. to join. And, um, <laughs> Invite everybody but my friends from the table tennis club <laughs> so that I still have a chance to win. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. We should look into that. Mm, Keith, you listening? <laughs> <laughs> Got anything so, else you need to add? No, man, that's it. Again, this episode was brought to you by um, nobody, just <laughs> Preston and I. Just uh, So we're, we're, we're taking people, so just call uh, the number on our Facebook and we'll, we'll get you on there. Yep. So, all right, guys, y'all have a good week. Um, actually, I would like to add that the second time around on this beer, it was very good, very good. I will definitely drink this again. I'm probably going to go pick a six-pack up of it next there time I go. think about it. Um, yours ended up good, too. Yeah, no, absolutely. Great. Yeah, you guys follow us on uh, Instagram and Facebook, Twitter, at Hopped On Sports. If you need to send an email for whatever reason, again, we're in the 2019, it's... Hopped on sports at gmail.com. Y'all have a good week. Yeah, cheers. Guys, cheers.